0: And welcome back to Between Two Buffs. I am Patrick Cadenisi. I serve here as the Protestant Parish Coordinator as well as the Army Ministry Coordinator for Barksdale Air Force Base. I'm excited about the conversations that we're gonna be having as we dig deep and just really dive in and discuss some important details and things that need to happen here at Barksdale Air Force Base.
1: I'm Airman First Class Gabriel Fisher. I'm from Idaho and I'm currently serving as a Maintenance Management Production Specialist in Documentation for the B-52 and i'm also volunteering as the current dorm council president and i'm also excited to talk about how to engage in community and build relationships across afscs and career fields and building a better life here at barksdale
2: hey my name is chaplain Gallup, so i am uh your friendly neighborhood washington football team fan (laughs) (laughs) so i'm originally from uh, norfolk virginia so um again i'm a chaplain i'm chaplain for over the uh, maintenance group I'm just excited to be here, part of this conversation, y'all. Again, connectedness, community building, all that sort of stuff. That is like my that's my passion right there. So I'm so excited to share this time with y'all. So,
3: yeah. um, I am Brianna Pinnell, and uh, I am a spouse, uh, married to Staff Sergeant Pinnell. We've been, <laughs> <laughs> we've been married for about four and a half years now, and originally we're both actually from Miami, Florida. I also am. Uh, one of the main volunteers at the base chapel. And I also am a contractor yoga teacher at the gym. Nice.
2: super cool. Yes,
0: so as you can see, we got a very diverse group of people here. It's just really excited to be here with you guys as we talk about connectedness and the importance of that within the community here, especially with all the challenges that we have, like the COVID restrictions and things like that, which we know are good, but oftentimes sometimes the way it's conveyed, people don't necessarily see it as a good thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for example, Chap Gallup what would you say would be one of the biggest issues
2: with that piece? As far as connectedness during mm-hmm. COVID or, man, for one, um, I remember back last year back, um, so for those who don't know, I've been, I'm prior enlisted uh, medical. I was working listed for 16 and a half years. So. I did that, we were on the front lines of COVID and everything. So working in the mental health clinic, I saw a lot of folks come in because it just simply, at first it was cool. You know, it was, oh, I get to stay home for a few days. And after a few days, turns into a few weeks, then we really start seeing the negative repercussions. So the depression, the relationship issues, all those sort of things that started happening because people were coming more, not physically distanced but socially distanced you know we want to and that's one of the things that we really try to like recapture is that it's physical distance and not necessarily social distancing so that's why connectedness is extremely important even during these COVID times so. i think man
0: you hit it right on the money i know for example being the dorm ministry coordinator a lot of the things that happened within the dorms that we couldn't do a lot of the physical right. events playing basketball yep. you know doing volleyball just meeting around the grill things like that. And so one of the things I was charged with was coming up a way to keep the Airmen interactive in a situation where they weren't able to do anything but go to work, get food, and then return to their living quarters. And uh, so we decided, you know, going virtual, now, me being a guy who had no clue what going virtual meant, <laughs> it, was a, it was an amazing challenge, but it was a welcome challenge because I didn't have to do it by myself. Yeah. I had great people like A1C Fisher over here who was able to just give me input as well as all of our many airmen that we have as a part of BAM, which is Barksdale Airmen Ministries. Right. And our, being from the dorms, okay, what would you say were some of the biggest challenges when restrictions came up with the quarantines and the possibility of another quarantine coming up?
1: Oh, joy. Um, so I am pretty fresh into the service, really. I joined back in January 2020. In four weeks of basic training, I learned that my parents wouldn't come and see me graduate. And so going through that, uh, eventually PCSing to Barksdale after tech school. Coming in, it was an immediate 14 days of restriction of movement. And so those are my initial interactions with with the base. But my, my work center was great. And so I really got accustomed with my dormitory. And it didn't come about until about September that I really started to de- step into the community aspect of Barksdale. It was when I started to say, okay, I want to make relationships. I want to make connections. How do I do that? How do?" I, and with uh, all the restrictions, it was, okay, and it has to be a service-oriented position. So I picked up a dorm chief spot and looked to become the treasurer for the previous council and started to see how are we using our creativity to create events that as you said, Chaplain Gallup, it's not about social distancing, but physical distancing. Mm-hmm. How do we get people together? How do we connect across AFSCs? How do we not just get out of our cars from the parking lot and walk into our dorm and that's it, and we yeah. don't talk with right. anybody. Absolutely. Um, to be a friendly face, to to be an advocate that says, hey, we still have opportunities here, but it's just a lack of imagi- It's it's a lack of imagination, or it's a mm-hmm. focusing on the circumstance instead Mm. of the actions that we can take in the circumstance Mm.
0: that's good i really like the way you put that because uh i think uh when you think of lack of imagination it's probably it's more so of just succumbing to the pressures you know not understanding a necessarily what this pandemic is and why the restrictions are being made i think anytime we get used to doing something we have free will the day to go this you know if i want to go to the gym if i just want to go I was basically and go grab me something to eat and you have all of these things that I think we think are necessary, but they're more of like amenities yes. and we have the ability to do those things and then when it came time to put a restriction on there. oh my goodness It was almost like, why are you doing me like this? you know <laughs> like, what, what, what did I do wrong? Now I'm being punished. I'm doing all of these things right and now I'm being punished. why me? and not really seeing the bigger picture and I think conversations like this need to happen more yeah. where people can express it's okay to not be okay with things. Uh-oh. It's right. very okay to not be okay. Yes. I mean, I'm sure you all would agree with that. Absolutely. Yes. And Absolutely. Yeah. the thing yeah. of it is, is that if you're not okay, then find someone to talk about it, yeah. which is one of the things we're going to get into as we yeah. talk about the it's spiritual realm and so forth. Yeah. Yep. It's, a, it's a big part of connectedness. Yeah. Absolutely, uh, Brianna, how about you?
3: Uh, it was, it was interesting because uh, we do live on base on a, the main base side, and it was, you know, as I said, I worked at the gym, so the gym was closed. I couldn't really teach or get in contact with the people who would come out and um, take classes with me because everyone was so shut in, and uh, it was interesting trying to even work it out at home because even, you know, as a spouse, my husband would or would not go to work. Maybe they'd be on quarantine, maybe not, so it it was always just who knows type of thing right. and um working through it together was difficult at first because it was like okay well I have no idea what's gonna happen tomorrow but we're gonna get through this together type of thing but being involved in the chapel and also moving things online the way we did did help because then it was like okay well we know we can at least still connect with everyone online through Facebook or whatever else may, maybe and uh still be able to do things like worship and enjoy each other's company?
0: Well, I know for me, I got to vacation. Some of the, the main places I've always wanted to go. During the pandemic, I was vacationing every week. I'd go and find me somewhere else to look up and I'd be like, okay, let's check this out. I pull up a video and then I just imagine, well, if I were there, I would be doing this. Or if I were there, I'd be doing that. I even went as far, you can laugh if you want, but I actually went as far as buying decorations and things to decorate (laughs) in my house so if i was due to have gone say to florida then i've got palm trees and things hanging (laughs) around put up on my refrigerator anything to keep me with a positive mindset and so whereas some people thought that was kind of weird the thing that it was is that just like we have to eat physical food absolutely in order to nourish our bodies we have to do things spiritually that can nourish our minds and so i was creating an avenue so Although I was seeing the same four walls, they were changing in context, and that kept me in a positive headspace. So, as one of the leaders here at Barksdale within the chapel community, I was able to actually go dive in head first and say, hey, try this, let's try this, you know, and have those conversations, which leads back to connectedness. So, mm-hmm. yeah. also being able to reach out to different people and get people that were willing to get online in front of that camera. Get on Zoom, get on Discord, do all these crazy ideas that seemed like they were so far-fetched. But now, we took a situation, instead of letting that situation determine how we were going to react, Mm -hmm. we took that situation and became proactive and figured out ways of reaching
2: out. And you actually brought up a good point, too, um, because, like, we really just don't know what's going to happen. You know, we thought we got over it and everything was going to go back to normal. Right. Right. but mm-hmm. um, then, like we saw, we've hit some more spikes and everything. So there are a number of apps and things like that to help us stay connected. But I know for myself, being a 38 year old man, like a, we're actually called <laughs> geriatric millennials.
1: <laughs> so,
2: uh, yeah, definitely one of the older millennials out there. We're not as tech savvy as some of the younger folks out there, so we're like, what what some of the things that y'all can think of to help us stay connected, even if we have to go back into more like isolated, like, um, so uh, uh, physically distant sort of thing? Do you know any good apps or anything like that? Dude?
1: Well, when I first came in, I mean, Zoom was the big thing, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. and. I'm not sure if that's more of a business context or or not but for me personally using apps uh like duo or messenger or even facetime connecting with folks back home with friends uh, even across town um those have been ways because face-to-face interaction is the richest in forms of communication right mm-hmm. and if you miss out on the nonverbal cues if you miss out on the um the subtle inflections of their 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 face like it it totally, you, you sacrifice quite a bit or compromise Absolutely. quite a bit. So I think having those video apps is huge. Okay. Um, in terms of social media, it's, it's kind of a toss-up because you have to be sure <laughs> to follow the right sources. And what I mean by that is those that are going to uplift versus those that are going to continuously mm-hmm. bring about a negative Absolutely. energy mm-hmm. and cause of downcast. Like, oh my gosh, the circumstances of this world, there's nothing like you start adapting this, or adopting this idea that there's nothing I can do. And that is, that signals a lack of hope. Right, right, right. And it really, the circumstances may be what they are, but as you were saying, changing the interior of your space to help improve your mood, an exterior stimulus for an interior change. Um, and yeah, so making sure that your input's are going to be positive and benefiting to you, and by utilizing apps that will do that. Um, that's my input. Because
2: I want to get y'all perspective. I'm sorry. One more question, man. Go ahead. Man. <laughs> like, so now, you said something that was so key. I know we were pushed back into our own places. You know, a lot of people spend much more time on social media, so we have much more time to see things coming in our face all the time. Do you think that that like what you think, Brie? You think that kind of. Uh, disrupted our our connectedness or anything like that. Like, what you think?
3: I I feel like it could go both ways because I agree that um, depending on who you're following,
1: <laughs>
3: it can go either way. You know, if you're following somebody who's you know constantly just negative, that's not really something you may want to have in your face all the time. Right. But if you are coming across, you know, someone who's positive or at least trying to encourage you to look at it in a different way than what it is, and it you know it. It can make things easier.
1: Mm,
0: that's good. You know, that's two things. <laughs> First, I love the idea of talking about the face and being able to see the faces. One of the things that I have learned is that wearing these masks because it does hide the smiles and it hides so much of what's going on that you really get a reality of what they mean by the eyes or the windows to the soul. yes mm-hmm. you can tell so much by eyes. I believe. Uh, I think it's Tyra Banks and one of them that was saying smizing is the new thing. You look at the camera, you're supposed to smize and all these great things and so forth. And so as I'm going throughout the day, I'm kind of trying to gauge what's behind the mask just by the way people's eyes are looking, whether the brow goes down and things Mm -hmm. like that. And so I decided to Google that, right, and figure out, so how are people responding without being able to show their smiles? And they actually have clubs out there where they sit there on Zoom and they smile. They work on how they showcase what they're feeling just through their eyes because of the mask. I thought it was interesting, too. (laughs) And I think a big part of it is that, again, what we put in, what we take in. So, I don't know about you guys, but a lot of people that I follow on some of these social media platforms, once the pandemic hit, They just really didn't speak to me in the same way that they spoke to me before. I I found myself removing people, Mm -hmm. not just friends, but people I even followed Mm -hmm. because I found that in the midst of the pandemic, they weren't really trying to connect and encourage, but they were more on a rant. And I really didn't want just information overload. It was just information coming through. And then a lot of the information, one of the dangers of Google and all these different things is that. You don't have any validity to the information sometimes. And I think because during the pandemic, so many more people, especially the elderly and so forth, mm-hmm. had to learn how to do those things, right? Mm-hmm. Not knowing how to have a good resource. And uh, just because you Google it and it pops up doesn't necessarily make it true. Yeah. And so you really have to spend more time. So it was a time of self-reflection as well, I guess is where I'm getting. I learned that even certain songs that I used to think were a bop, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, this is this is it right here. And now because I've had more time to focus on the lyrics, I have found that even my playlist has changed a lot. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. I mean, has that it have you guys?
1: Most definitely, yeah.
3: I, I I agree. During the beginning, I did have to like unfollow quite a few people and just not even like friends like you said. It was like, you know, people who helped build up certain social media platforms because it was just like you guys really aren't either being positive or doing anything that's kind of real. You're just ranting and you're just being upset and it's like I can't sit here and look at that anymore.
1: Speaking about how different apps can connect you and how social media is profound in that way, sometimes I feel like I can become so disconnected from my actual situation. So I had actually deleted my old Facebook account that I had prior to joining and had taken a 100 day break and the reason why I say 100-day break is because I did eventually start up a new account, but this was with people that were actually involved in my current right mm-hmm. and situation because there are people that you connect with in passing in time, different seasons of life, mm-hmm. and eventually you see that they've gone on and either they were people that you went to school with and they're in a different mode and their level of financial or material or um, internal success is... Uh, Well, you start to compare yourself Uh and you start to just endlessly (laughs) scroll through this person's life you're looking through and it's bringing up old memories and it's bringing up this, what am I doing? What am I, why am I here? What is going on? Um, and just, you start becoming like disassociated with the potential of where you're at versus focusing on someone completely, like not even associated with your life at that point in time. That's
0: good. Mm -hmm. That is solid. That is solid, man. I, I try to encourage people all the time, if you're going to follow people, look at the blueprint. Is that a blueprint that you can make applicable to your life? Mm-hmm. And is this somebody that I'm aspiring to emulate in some form or format? Or is this someone who has gone the courses I'm trying to go down that and they've done it successfully and things like that versus just having just tons of information just popping up on my news yeah. feed, especially like with Instagram. I followed so many people with Instagram because mm-hmm. it's so easy, right? right. And then, Every week, I find myself having less people. I'm unfollow, 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 unfollow. And I was like, why did I follow them in the first place? And I think that's exactly what happens. We get so caught up sometimes celebrating with them in their successes, or what appears to be a success. Because what I have learned through this pandemic is that people's social media world, sometimes it's, Don't match it's that know. persona that they want to project out there, right. but it has nothing to do with their true character and what they're actually going through, yep. which kind of sends up red flags and causes triggers to go off because you see this is them living yeah. one way, and then you bump into them outside of social media, and you see something totally different, mm-hmm. which I guess is a good time for us to maybe even dive into what it means to have spiritual wellness, because this kind of ties in with the importance of yeah. stuff we're taking in. Yeah. So, what do you have for us? And
2: so, as far as man, uh, spiritual wellness. One of the things I love to 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 bring about is, uh, I know a lot of people conflate the two terms spirituality and religion. Um, and I want to just kind of dispel that 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 myth that they they can be one and the same. They don't right. necessarily have to be. So, when we talk about both spirituality and religion, um, even the, the word religion, the root word comes from the term, just simply means to be connected. Uh, spirituality is kind of the same thing as well. It's just simply what, what 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 grounds you. You know what is the thing that that makes you who you are. What are your beliefs, your your principles, your the things you know the things that drive you. You right. know, so um, that's one of the things I always like to when I'm when I'm talking with folks. It's one of the things that I always get to like. Who are you as a person? Because. I like to peel back the onion a little bit because people say, oh, you know, I do this. I do this or I'm in this job. So, OK, that's, that's great. I, thank you for telling me what you do. But who are you? Right. right, right. <laughs> like, Who are you as a person? Yeah. You know, um, so and I think that's extremely important because in this world, especially in this Air Force world, we're consistently on the go sometimes we may lose sight of who we actually are, you know, and then we start morphing into the people that we hang around, so on and so forth. Are you still living by your principles at this point? I think that spiritual connectedness is is important for that because you find like-minded people, whatever your spirituality is, whatever you're connected to, you find like-minded people that help to drive you in that same uh, direction that you should be going. So whether it be uh, religious faiths, you know, um, whether it be, Things like sports, even you know, which is a form right. of spirituality, being outdoor in nature, whatever have you, it's important to find that center, and it's so important to find you know that connectedness that's going to help you get to where you know it helps you stay centered. I know there's some people out there that say, "Oh, I'm an introvert." I mean, that's great. You no, know? <laughs> like that's I totally and then, like, but even the I term, even, even the term <laughs> introvert extrovert have been like you know misrepresented to be something that it's not it's all about where you get your energy you know it's not mm-hmm. about are you able to function in front of people or whatever have you it's where you get your energy so like people like pat need to go back home and recharge you know with themselves and you know a book or something you know people like me us raging extroverts the more the merrier <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah but all that's a part of spirituality and us as humans you know we're social creatures even if it's just one or two people or whether it's 10 million like i like it we're social people, man. What, what y'all thoughts on that? What you think? You think
3: I, I definitely uh, agree with that, especially that whole people trying to like, okay, is it religious or is it spiritual? Because that, that's been a big thing even in my like field of work mm-hmm. because I do teach yoga and people are like, so is that religious? Is it spiritual? What is it? And it's just like, it's just, it's just a practice. You can, you can practice it however you want to. It's meant for you as an individual. So if you choose one thing, that's fine. If you believe one thing, that's fine. Just, just to be a part, you have to, you know, have something. Absolutely. So there's some sort of sentence. So I, I definitely agree with that.
0: But I I
1: Well, two different points, right? So religion versus religious, right? Religion Mm -hmm. is kind of the structure. Religious, at least in my mind, is the system. Okay. And religious or religiosity or just the the grounding per se, finding your your internal why behind why you do things. What is the existential reason um, for (laughs) why you want to do things excellently? Is it because of the core values that we take on when we put on this uniform? Is it because of something that your parents... Um, inculcated you with when you were a child you know and it just I carried this on it carried them well I'm going to take on the same is it something that you have read in? F- for me it's, 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 it's scriptural mm-hmm. it is the application of that scripture too because you can take the system the religion of that scripture and then you can apply it in the religious sense in that okay this is how it's lived out this is yeah. how it applies to relationships right. this is how it applies to how I can find my, my center my source yeah. um so on the second side of the conversation right the introversion versus the extroversion uh, gosh like where you find your energy uh, however i do find a lot of people will use i'm an introvert mm-hmm. and therefore i can't talk to people That's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of and them do. they use it as an excuse to yeah. say i i don't have the skills wow. Oh. At right now, at this point, wow. to wow. go and start that conversation, I'm gonna shoot him a text instead of having a f- like, hey, in an interaction, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. with 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 quad mates, for instance, at Hercules and Fortress, their their quad setup. So you walk out and you have a common area, and I know a bunch of folks who don't even know the names of their quad mates, mm. because either a they're just ah oh, they're just a person that lives there, but it's it's a source of potential relationship. However, because we're so used to our our comfortable norms per se yeah. and we don't want to get that shaken up. Um, we'll say no, I'm an introvert. I I can't like that drains That's me so much really, that it's really good. And it's it's hard to hear that. I know that for me I am an introvert. I have to go back and I have to filter <laughs> right. and sort of process my thoughts. Right. But at the same time I know that, you know, life is found and enriched in relationship.
2: Right. So, so it sounds like self-awareness was one of the important things for you.
1: Yes sir.
0: You know, I appreciate your perspective because I believe that that is truly a factor that a lot of times we don't look at. Uh, One of the things I like to do with the Airmen, especially when we do like FTEC briefings or if we're doing retreats and things like that, is to make sure that people understand that this is a pluralistic environment. And whether you have a faith or you don't have a faith, we're still here to support one another. So I like to try to encourage them with some wisdom that was passed on to me which is what is organic to you and what is required. With the uniform, there are certain requirements that you have that you're going to have to meet, right? Mm -hmm. You have to do your physical fitness. You have to be at work on time. You have to do whatever you do. The station requires you to do and all these great things. But that organic piece is the things that bring you joy, bring you happiness on the inside, that kind of puts you in that mindfulness of what makes me happy, what makes me feel good about it. If you're operating at 100%, of only what is required and oftentimes what happens you become a robot and you do as robots do you just do exactly what's necessary and you don't do anything else but the part about taking care of things that are organic to you whatever that may be maybe it's running or maybe it's reading or maybe you take out a blank canvas and you do some artwork or you listening to music or maybe you're creating music yeah.
1: right. but the importance
0: is is to have a balance do the things that are required, but also have those things that are organic to you so that it puts you in a good headspace. So that when you're going to work, you're not going to work because you have to go to work, but I get to go to work. And mm-hmm. so because I get to go to work, it's different. It's not, it's not like, oh, it's such a horrible thing. Right. I get to go to work. There are some people who don't have jobs that they would get to go do. True. You know, I get to do these things versus I have to do these things just changes the mindset. That's and we can do that sucks. when we're looking at things that are organic to us. And just like we know we're going to be to work on time, hopefully, right? That would be a requirement that we be to work on time and that we have to maintain and do all these things that require from us. Then we should be equally as intentional with what's organic to us. So what does that look like? So say every Wednesday for an hour, I know I'm going to go work out and it's going to be a different type of workout. Maybe it's yoga mm-hmm. or something that gets me within my mindfulness, but it's going to be uninterrupted and it's intentional. This time it's earmarked for that. Just like I have time earmarked for my schedule for what time I'm going to go to work. If it's art, if it's cooking, I'm going to put on my schedule and my planner. This 30 minutes is going to be dedicated to this. So now, even if work is crazy, and especially with change constantly happening, we're constantly having to deal with all these new things, right, that we weren't necessarily prepared for. I know I still have this moment that I can look forward to, to decompress, get myself back, recharged before we go out. Does that make sense?
3: It does. Yes, it
2: does. Yeah, I know one of the things I wanted to circle back around to as well, um, just kind of listening to everything that everybody's been saying, uh, but kinda of keen uh honed in on a couple of things. So we talked about self awareness and I love a word that you used. You talked about a pluralistic environment. And then even as we were talking about earlier, that it's not, it's okay to not be okay sometimes, yeah, absolutely. And And um, that, that self-awareness is, you know what, I'm in a space where I'm not okay right now. So bringing it back to a, like a local level here on base and within our uh, Barksdale community, there are so many helping resources yes. that are out there. So many. Um, I talk about it all the time, even like, uh, of course, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about the chaplaincy and, you know, I'm going to talk about the chapel yeah. and everything because, you know, we're, you know, chapel team and all that, you know, um, but I tell people all the time, well, I, I, I can't go to a chapel I'm not religious. It's like, I mean, okay, that's great. You know, we're not here to. I'm not here to throw the Bible at you if you're not religious. You know, I'm not gonna say turn to what Jesus said. Right, you know, right. That's <laughs> not how I preach, y'all. <laughs> but um, I'm just gonna find like what, what your center is. you Know what you believe. You know, because you have a spirituality as well. You have things that drive you. You have things that that you believe in, your firmly held beliefs, communities that may be best able to serve you, then you have so many uh, different help and resources out there as well. For example, again, I'm prior mental health technician. So you have the mental health clinic, you have airmen and family readiness center, you have the military family life consultants, you have so many different things, military one source, y'all. Don't be afraid to use these avenues if you find that you're in a position where it's like, hey, I'm disconnected, I need help. Because again, self-awareness is really important. I remember back. Um, it's been about a decade now. I went TDY to DC, the greatest city in the world, you know, with the greatest sport, <laughs> the greatest sport teams, and everything. You know, just uh, <laughs> recently had four championships in you know, three years. So, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, it was so all the branches of the military were there, Coast Guard as well. And out of the four, like chief enlisted leaders, so we had the E nines from across all different uh, branches. Four of them had said that they had sought help numerous times throughout in their career. So that what they're really trying to say is like this whole stigma behind not being okay, being a bad thing. That's not true at all, 'all. y'all. We are humans Mm -hmm. and we go through things. And then recognizing that self-awareness to say, I'm not okay. And then coming to see and helping resources, we may help you get connected because it really comes back to connectedness again. So what y'all think, man? What what y'all think about that? Anybody?
1: Well, you're right. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah. I also heard that it's just not okay to stay that way right Keep so kind of just just rolls right um and that's the whole point you know of, of the chaplaincy of all these agencies on base is to help us reconnect with our why yeah behind not just the reason why we're here in the service or um but why we're doing what we're doing it's more than just a i am what i do it is like i am uh because this is what I believe that I am. This is what I found. This is the empirical source. This is what I find my joy in. This mm-hmm. is, this is where I can uh, go and find peace in. This right. is, um, this person I know that I can safely connect with. That connection, peace, right? Finding mm-hmm. people, your circle, your your five influencers in your life that you know have your best interests at heart, and it's hard work. It really is, and I found myself shying away from it too. Sometimes being using the the introverted excuse from earlier, right? Saying, "Oh, like I'm shy. My uh, <laughs> gosh, I don't know <laughs> if they're gonna like me. I don't know if I have right. what they're looking for in terms of a friend, in terms of a um, of an advocate for them. Do I have the? Is my personal profile resume as an individual is it what they need? Is it what they want? And therefore, I self disqualify myself from going out and connecting with people wow. before I even take that step. But that's it's, it's like the, the old sport phrase, right? You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Hmm. So in personal interactions, you may have flops. You may have great times. And those great times, you are okay. We have something here. We can move forward with that. But you won't know unless if you take a chance.
2: So what you're saying is you don't even have to be perfect We can understand that sometimes we're going to have a social interaction that goes wrong and it's okay. That's exactly right.
0: Brother, I'll tell you right now, I can tell you from personal experience, I have learned way more fumbling around and falling down in the valley low than I ever Uh have on the mountain top. Uh I can tell you that because if it's a quick climb to the top, the air gets thin, your body hasn't had time to adapt. I've learned that if I progress myself along the way, Mm. it's okay to fall down. It's Mm. not okay not to get back up. You know, and I think that we, when we get in that mindset that where we've fallen so many times or we feel like we have failed so many times that we want to give up that our breakthrough is right on the other side of that last fail we just had mm-hmm. because, and we have to help change that mindset. One of the things I really love that you pointed out is the stigma behind it, the getting help mm-hmm. and uh, the importance of being able to be open-minded. So I am a man of faith, right? I had a particular situation without divulging any personal information, things like this, where there was someone who had no faith but was going through. But their thing was trees. They love being out in the woods and trees. That's where they went to go get their space. Mm-hmm. Well, because I didn't want this individual going by themselves. I said, well, well if the trees is what does it for you. Let's go see some trees, you know. And so he was like, you really would go to the trees with me. Well, what if I talk to the trees? I say, hey, if you talk to the trees, that's fine. You know, if I find a good pine, I might talk to it myself. (laughs) Let's go. You know, I'm a big pine tree person. I love pine trees. So I'm like, I'm willing to go with you. And I think that's the biggest thing is that although as introverted as I am with all these extroverted tendencies, I know how to operate in any type of room, but I do need my time to recharge. But I think when we challenge ourselves to go outside of what is our comfortability, When it comes to helping someone we actually grow
1: Mm
2: -hmm. we
0: actually grow ourselves and when things grow sometimes it hurts a little bit it makes you a little uncomfortable you know when those seeds grow up out the ground it breaks that soil we don't know for a fact if it hurt that piece that corn stalk to come up out the ground or not what we do know is it had to burst through right and so we went out to the woods and we were out there and we were looking at the trees and so forth and he was literally like well i think this is a good space i said well how do you know he said well They're talking to me. And I think he was trying to shock me a little bit. I said, oh, well, tell him I said, hey. You know, so he (laughs) looked at me. And so we sat down, and we we were sitting there, and he was talking with the trees. And he was, like, sharing everything that was going on with him, with the trees. And I'm sitting there observing and so forth. And after we got done, he was like, okay, I'm ready. I said, okay. So imagine what the conversation was like on the way back. Mm. As we were driving back, I was like, well, I couldn't help but notice, you know, when you were talking with the trees that you talked about this, I am curious, what was your response given by the trees to you? And he kind of looked at me, he goes, nobody's ever asked me that before. Mm -hmm. Most people think I'm crazy when I tell them I talk to the trees." I say, well, I'm not here to judge you because we all have our things, right? Mm -hmm. We all have our niches. We all have things that sometimes people don't understand, but I'm just trying to be a good teammate. Is there something I can help you with? Right. I, I observe what you said, and there are some thoughts I had. Them. I would love to share those with you. See, the importance is, is that when we do have people that are different or going through, not to force our thoughts, our thoughts and that's ideas right. on them, that's but to way. get permission to that's proceed. Wow. proceed. Wow. And I think that that's wow. why the stigma is out there of not wanting to go get help. Mm-hmm. It's because most of the time I'm already in this position where I feel like I need this help. And so I'm coming in with an automatic thought that you're going to try to fix me. Mm. The reality of it is is that we can be so much more beneficial with that connectedness piece if we just ask permission to enter into their world. Let them invite you in. I use an analogy all the time, even in worship and so forth, don't allow yourself to be sucked into somebody's storm, but you pull them into your peace. And sometimes pulling people into your peace requires just simply asking, may I? Mm. May I share a word with you? You know, I have some thoughts about what you shared. Would it be okay to share that? And let them give you permission versus just trying to fix them. Because sometimes we like to try to fix people, right? Especially if we feel like we got it all together or we've been through that. But the reality of it is, is that we need to ask permission.
2: That's
3: good.
0: You know, and so forth. I mean, being that you teach mindfulness and all these great things. I mean, would you agree with that?
3: I do. I definitely do. Especially just... Sometimes people don't even need you there to say anything they mm. just they just want you there in their space because they don't want to be by themselves or they right. just your presence alone is enough for them to feel like they're making progress in some way and you don't even have to know what's going on it, you know they just that's a lot of what uh you're taught in class because it's not we're not here to talk about anything necessarily if you're moving and you're flowing and you're doing your own thing and you just need me to be there with you as kind of like. Somebody to just like, okay, she's telling me to do this. So, okay, cool. But I'm inviting you to feel it out. Do it, you know, feels best for you today. You know, if this is good for you today and not tomorrow, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But right now, if that's what you need, go ahead and take what you need.
2: Man, I, now, I love that perspective. I got another question for you,
1: too, <laughs> if you don't mind me asking.
2: <laughs> so, this is a little bit of transparency here. So, when I first got married back in 2007, my wife and I first got married, we got married en route from my first duty station and we went over to England where if anybody's ever been there, you know, the weather can get a bit, you know, <laughs> a bit dreary. So, um, very, she was very close um, to her family and everything. And then mm-hmm. here I am just bebopping along in the air force, you know, I've already got my predetermined set of people that I'm going to know, you know, about my work center and everything. Mm-hmm. So she comes over there and uh, her, my, you know, our, our kid. And just like, I don't, what, what is this world <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so like um so i found that you know things were a little bit more rough you know just me being fully transparent brand new husband you know we had already had a kid um what is it like for a spouse you know we like pcs into new bases and how do y'all get connected because like for us it's like the service members it's very it's easier at least you know because yeah. we have our people that we're around what's that like
3: so, uh, for me, at first, I came in, I was kind of the same way. I was really close with my family back at home, yeah. but, of course, I knew no one here. I I visited a couple times. I've been to the chapel a couple times, but, you know, I hadn't really had, like, a, like, solid relationship with anyone yet. It was like, yeah, I know this person. I know who that is. I can, you know, pick out in a crowd who that is. <laughs> but um, it was kind of difficult at first because it was like... Do I step in? Do I not? You know, it feels like that was his world. That wasn't necessarily my world. But again, working my way in and, you know, I know people at, you know, the chapel and then I started teaching. So I met different people. Eventually, I worked my way into, you know, creating my own space and my own group of people, my own like solid, you know, team to fall back on. If I do need some, you know, someone here, I have people here. And then I also have my family back at home as well.
2: So it sounds like I, what I'm hearing saying is there was some intentionality behind what you did. It wasn't yes. just like, a, hey, I just think people should come find me. But it was like, no, yeah, I no. need to go out there and make myself available. Wow. <laughs> yeah, wow.
3: definitely.
2: Was that difficult? Or?
3: It was at first. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was like, all right we're here, we're at this base, we're living on base in this house. And at first it was just like, I'm not going to go out. (laughs) And then at the time I didn't even have a license. I I wasn't, you know, I didn't know how to drive. So eventually I got to the point, you know, we bought me a car and I, you know, got my license and I started moving and doing my own thing and getting more involved and volunteering and, Patrick plugged me into a bunch of stuff and it was, (laughs) (laughs) it was fun though. It was fun meeting people going on different like retreats and workshops and just stuff we were doing. It was, it was nice to get involved because I always wanted to be involved. I didn't know. I was a little scared. I didn't know how to get involved. So I just, I took it step by step. It's like, all right, well, I'll show up today, see what they're doing. You know? And then it just went from there. Nice.
0: I think that if anything I can take away from this conversation is that just like they have all these other little groups, you know, everybody has their little clicks and things they do. Maybe we should start something like ambassadors for connectedness, (laughs) where we, we can help show people how to get connected and give them techniques and tools and things. I think a lot of times people have good intent. Like Mm -hmm. you just shared, I think the intent is there, but maybe the desire doesn't match my skill set, And so if there was a space, you know, a group or just even like small groups where people could come. So I have a desire to be more interactive within the community. I have a desire to help be an ambassador for change, but I don't have the skill set, So I kind of hold back because I'm afraid I'm going to fail at it. And, you know, and so wouldn't it be kind of cool to have something like that that would help with the culture, even in the dorms where they, can't wait to get out of the dorms, but what, what a great day would it be if they didn't want to get out because they just love where they live so much?
1: That would be huge. What a <laughs> perspective change. Oh my goodness. Yeah, to, be, to look at it as a space for growth and for, well, for maturity, for uh, learning about who you are in this service, in this life. You know, instead of just seeing it as just a segue, it's like, okay, I just have to go through, check this box, say mm-hmm. this is where they're telling me to live. I have to live here. I'm not going to make it into a home. It's just going to be the space that I go and lay down and I play video games or, or whatever. And that, that, that's what you choose to do. Then that's what you choose to do. But for some that are wanting to make it very, this time, a very intentional time in their lives. And right. I know that's, that's the case for me is I want to turn it into a space where I become better for it. That my interior world is is decorated to the way that okay, I can see this working when I get out, but also i'm I'm thankful you know I'm choosing a, a an attitude of gratitude, you know oh, that's good, that's good. um saying that okay, I have these opportunities. I'm not having to look at all these different um, outside of the base uh, obligations and expenses right. that I normally would. Um, I, I have dorm leadership right underneath me in Hercules. Their office is right there and I can literally give them a call and they can come right on up and help me out. You know, right. maybe my rent manager won't be as kind or won't be as, feel the obligation to do so. Right, you know, right. I'd be more out on my own. Like I have friends literally like two steps in front of me who wear the same uniform that I do that I can say, hey man, I, I, I need this. Can we talk? You know, it's, it's a space that a lot of folks don't realize that they're in. And I would love to see that change.
0: You know, I think that, uh, so we, we write music and so forth. We got to like this amazing music ministry within our Protestant service, and we actually write songs. And there's a lyric that we have. There's a couple of lyrics that says, home is where the heart is. And the heart is where the love grows mm-hmm. because the heart is what knows. Home is where the heart is, so it's a mindset. Wherever we're at, that can be home if mm-hmm. we choose to make it that. And the reality of it is, is that even with some minor restrictions, right, maybe you're not able to live out, move off base, go to an apartment yet, maybe starting in dorms is where you have to be, but it can be what you want it to be within your abilities. Mm-hmm. right? Just with some creativity, using a little imagination, and a sense of community. you know, as we've been charged here at Varsdale, to continuously focus on making things a community, a home away from home, mm-hmm. if you will. Absolutely,
2: and uh, Colonel D, that's one of their the things that they really wanna push, is that this is a home away from home, this is a place to call home, absolutely.
0: And stop saying things like, Barcatraz and all these yeah, other sure. things. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm a firm believer that you can speak life into people just like you can speak death and speak, speak depression, you can speak all these great things, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm even careful with what I like on Facebook, what I tweet about, it, if I retweet it, if I put a little heart on Instagram, because I'm co-signing on all those things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we forget that. So there's not just power in our tongues, but there's power in our texts, there's power in our tweets, and there's our power needs. in all these things. <laughs> and so yeah. when we we co-sign on these things, so I'm one of those guys for sure. If I hear somebody say "bark at trash," the first thing I ask them is, "Why do you feel that way? What can we do to help change that?" Right. You know, because if I am someone who owns the room and people hear me saying that. Now I'm impacting everybody in the room. Mm-hmm. Guess what? They're going to go and they're going to start saying it. And they're going to start saying it. And they're going to start saying it. So if that works that way, then speaking positivity surely would work the same way if enough sure. people started doing
2: mm-hmm. it. Pat, let me build on that. Let me build on that because that was so good, man. Um, I'm one of the type of people, like, one of my mottos is like, it's worth a shot. It's worth a shot. Yeah. So you come to different places like this, like myself being from like the East Coast, you know, Virginia, more of a city guy. Uh, I come down here to where it's, it's more rural. And then I'm invited to go on things like hiking trails. The, instantly, I'm like, ah, uh, that's, not, that's not exactly what I do. <laughs> you know, I went, um, we had some friends back when I was stationed in Wyoming. they said, like, come camping with us. I'm like, but i'm a city dude like my, my camping for me is like building a tent in the, in the living room you know I mean? yeah. when i was a kid like going going hunting was going to walmart <laughs> so but it's like it's worth the shot you know just mm-hmm. give stuff a shot you know you'll know what you'll like and if you know you don't like it okay then it's, it's wow. either hey maybe i could reevaluate this and try something different next time right. in that experience or i can just hey this isn't for me you know, but I find so many times that people come into different areas that they don't necessarily like at first glance, and they get stuck there because they haven't tried something mm-hmm. new. They haven't been around people right. who are different exactly. than they are. They stay within their own echo chambers, or they stay within their own, you know, just the confines of their room because it's, then it's instantly, I don't like you here. What
1: have you tried? Right. Mm-hmm. oh my gosh it's <laughs> so key there's so many gems around here like in this local area people tell me all the time there's nothing to do there's literally nothing to do I'm like okay maybe not the things that you're used to yeah like it, it's it's do as the natives do right, right. and and to, to a point right to a point there's some things that maybe you don't want to do and right. some things that are not necessarily like the culture may not be what you want to engage in right. exactly Right, because right. Um, but at the same token there are there are beautiful spots here in Louisiana that I didn't realize. I'm from the mountains of Idaho, you know, like West Coast um, sunrises and uh, just out here the sun sets over the tree line and I didn't realize how soon it set. Back home it sets at 1030, here it sets at 830 and I'm just, wow. It Anyway, the point is you don't know until you do know if you're going to like something. Yes the Cajun fair is it's pretty good um <laughs> but uh the music here too and there's just so many different activities that you can partake in I didn't realize that there's ice hockey in the south yeah yes. mud bugs right totally, <laughs> threw me for a loop. <laughs> totally threw me for a loop
0: well I know that we're probably getting close to our time Brianna being that you do the whole mindfulness thing is there mm-hmm. a tip that you could give us so if we find ourselves like caught up and going erratic or just having a rough day and we just want to just you know breathe a little bit what's uh what's the practice that you have that we could share with us that's actually
3: one of the best things you can't do just just take a moment pause breathe like take a deep breath the deepest breath you've taken all day (laughs) a big huge breath in and a big huge breath out just to to center yourself and it you know pause when you need to even if it's just a little five minute pause that's fine if that's what you need for the day like to keep yourself going to keep yourself grounded and you know just just take that moment it's good.
2: Mm. well thank you for that Gal, do you have anything else? No, i just want to say thank y'all so much for like spending time you know with me and talking to this man everybody i love the unique perspectives that everybody brings you know as we're talking about this connectedness you know from a spouse you know from a contractor a local native here you know, from an airman that's in the dorms who has an incredibly bright future, man. I just love to hear these different perspectives and I'm sure that there's something for everybody to to pick up from what we talked about today. So thank y'all so much for sharing. Thank and
0: remember, you so much. we're powerful because we've been empowered to be powerful. We don't have to succumb to anything that feels like a challenge. Instead of running from the challenges, face those challenges. Get equipped, find out the information. If you need help facing those challenges, reach out. Don't be afraid of what people are going to think of you for not reaching out, but be able to celebrate the fact that you were courageous enough to reach out, so that we can help shape this community. And I was really serious, y'all, about this whole ambassadors for connectedness. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna work on the logo and everything and shoot it to you. And we're gonna we'll see if we will see if we can get some likes or some followers on that, and maybe we can just start dropping some little gems like taking a moment to breathe or the importance of putting out your hand and saying, "Hey, I need help," and being bold enough and brave enough to do that realizing that you're looking for a hero in your struggle right and you could be your biggest hero just by putting yourself in a position to receive the help you're actually greater than anybody who can help you when you just take that first step Mm -hmm. what do you guys think i think we had a good time
1: i think it was was. great this is
3: fine Mm